Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peacing out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. Everybody and welcome into the Penny Bloom podcast. This is the 101st episode. I am Colton Robertson. I am joined by the Bad Batch bitches. It's your favorite, most defective group of podcasts as well. More deviant than defective. I am joined by Tillman motherfucking McClooney. How's it going, bud? A pleasure to be back in the crib once again. Happy to be here. Just look to another night with the boys discussing a genius himself, <laughs> Dave Filoni. Oh, it's a, it, and this was a great fucking episode. It was a great fucking episode. I'm, I'm glad you're filling in for Joe tonight. You know, uh, sadly, Joseph's not feeling good. Uh, but yep. thankfully, we have our man's Tillman to fill in. Yep. So we are also joined. Quick. Slavery still exists. That's all I wanted to say. It does in a galaxy far, far away, and it does here. Sadly. Sadly. On Earth now is devastating. It's actually really fucked up, and it's a really downer way to start the show. Be better. Be better. We are also joined by Kyler Barnett. Yep, I'm glad I picked up after that. that yeah. <laughs> You couldn't have went with Miles. Come on, man. I always pick up the rear. <laughs> well, we got to mix it We're up. We're also joined by <laughs> Miles Butchers. What's up, homie? Oh, doing good. You know, you keep starting the episodes off by saying uh, defective. No, maybe just a little deviant. I, you got to stop it. We're not deviant. We're defective. There's there's nothing deviant about us. We're just defective. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe I'll drop the deviant from here on yeah. in. Maybe we are just the defective group of podcasters, and and we, we just gotta stop putting Miles last because it's just not right, and you know why. I do know. <laughs> I do know why. I do know why. But, but let's talk. Uh, let's talk. Uh, bad bad. Uh, uh, I want to hear uh, Kyler. Kyler, how'd you feel about the episode this week? Oh, I felt great about it. Uh, you know, kind of like our discussion last week, just to kind of build off the whole uh, how we talked about the context of this show, like and how you watch it or how you feel like the apex of watching it is. And I just think that that morning cartoon feeling that we talked about last week, that's just that's to me, that's just the best environment. I gave myself breakfast in bed and watched it this morning. It was just oh yeah, fantastic vibe. It was a great episode. I loved the action. I loved that this whole episode seemed just very fast paced kind of, especially after the last one, you wouldn't think we'd get kind of the repeat of that, but I love it every time I get it. So well, no, it's been interesting. It's been interesting though. It's felt like we've gone like with the, with the premiere, obviously we got a very, very, very important episode. And then the second episode, we laid off the gas a little bit, you know, we, uh, we kind we kind of chilled out for a second and then episode three, we're back on the gas or no, wait, opposite two we were kind of on it three we're kind of off it four we're back on the gas and five it's a little more laid back it's a little more fun you know uh i love all the callbacks too callbacks are great it's fantastic i i I still every time i watch marvel stuff or we have discussions about marvel stuff i feel like i always say like oh who does world building better than marvel like i'm like ah star wars no i really don't know if they do it as good and then i watch a marvel tv show or I watch a Star Wars TV show and it's like, God damn, man, I think they got them. Like, they're so good at it. Well, no, that's the thing is that when it comes to that, the the, the environments in Star Wars, they, they, do created their, they created their own feel. Like, obviously in Marvel stuff, it feels like the real world. It's just Marvel stuff, you know, on top of that. But Star Wars, they make that feel different. They make it feel like it's not earthly. It It, it feels like it's in a galaxy far, far away. And I just had that same feeling about Ord Mantell, that that planet this episode. It was just, 
like those those first shots we get of every city they go in on are fucking phenomenal. Every city has looked gorgeous and just so incredibly Star Wars. Miles, how did you feel about this episode? Um, kind of continuing on the it felt very Star Wars track of I enjoyed it. I re- it did feel very Star Wars in the sense of you know them going somewhere saying oh I need something and it's some you know less than you know like not the best person in the world. It's kind of like a, a like a shady thing yep. that they're doing and they're like listen you scratch my back i scratch yours you do something for me i'll do something for you Absolutely. they have to go on some you know they have to go you know do some adventure to to get you know whatever to happen to to you know to to solve this other person's problem so that person will solve their problem and then yeah, from you know, there they can go off and do something else and it's very much it's very much a star wars thing to do because it just all, it, they always even- do it even more specifically, it's a very it's a very Mandalorian thing to do. Like it that's, feels like that's exactly what it I feels like. Yeah. This is this is heavily mirroring that story in terms of well, like just yeah. It's it. yeah. Let me just say it's a very Star Wars TV thing to do because it's Mandalorian, Clone Wars, You're um, all that stuff where it's like a oh I need something done. Only one person that I know can do it. I'm gonna go to them and they're gonna say, well I'll do it, but what are you gonna do for me? And it, yeah, like and like I said, even Rebels got into that, you know, with yeah. the, with characters like Hondo Onaka, who we were talking in the Patreon intro for. A and oh, do I love Hondo Onaka? Hondo Onaka's the shit. If you want to hear, I hope Bar- I would love it if we. I I'm going to be disappointed if we don't get a Hondo Onaka appearance in the Bad Batch. I you know I I'd anticipate we might, and I'd also I wouldn't put it past anybody for us to see him live action in book of boba or mando at some point i i don't expect that we do but i'll be so happy if we do <laughs> man oh, i tell a, you what be, yeah no fuck all this talk we need to go see hondo onaka down in orlando like for real the the group we need to go make it happen we do Is what, is what I, he's on uh what's what's the ride um I should know this. This is my territory after all. I'm blanking though. But no, you know, don't. the ride in the ride in Galaxy's Edge. That he's 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 in that home. We need to go see him. Kyler, I you I'm gonna ask you about this because But, you might but we know. gotta be careful because if we bring Miles and Disney's fucked up too recently, we may no. have a fucking crime on our hands. Listen. Listen. My, Every my. Disney's been doing Disney Disney has been doing fine recently. Um uh, Kyler, I'm going to ask you just because you might actually know the answer to this. I saw something saying that, like, whatever new Star Wars, like, hotel Disney was opening, like, the hotel itself was a whole fucking experience where you have to, like, you, you don't leave the hotel. You stay in the hotel, and it's, like, a it's whole like fucking a Star trip. Wars experience. No, and all okay, that. Yeah, like so, an escape room type thing. Okay, Is that well, true? It's not – don't think escape room so much. And also don't think that it's like you have to stay. Yes. No, I'm saying I'm saying escape room in the sense of like it's a whole experience. Like you okay. go in and you're doing so, stuff. So if you want to know what's so cool about this experience is that it carries over from Galaxy's Edge in the park. So when you go to Galaxy's Edge, the people – the like the cast members, the the all the droids, all the stormtroopers – Fuck even Kylo Ren. It doesn't matter. Whoever's walking around, they will recognize you from the hotel. They'll have all your like information and relay it like you're actually like someone in the Star Wars universe. So mm-hmm. that experience from the park will carry over to the hotel, vice versa. That all gets transferred. There are things that you can do at the hotel that could be discussed or like that could you could run into an issue in Galaxy's Edge with like an Imperial person because okay. of that. If that makes sense, that they're trying to take that experience from the hotel, okay. make it its own experience, but also continue off of the park. It's pretty okay because I I saw something that said like you'll get like a little like receiver thing like a to have like rebel meetings on, and I was like, this yeah. is fucking wild. No, and so Dude, so the coolest like part is yeah. actually so think about it like this too. Like there isn't like your windows. I think you can make them like like window like you can make them like you can look out of them like a real window into like you know whatever's outside but most of the time or i think there's like thing i don't know how it works but you make that shit and it'll look like you're in space or on a star wars plane yeah 
That would be like, so trippy. All dude. of it. No, all it of would it. be like, outstanding. Dude, and, and, and Miles, I don't know how much wrong you are by saying, like, oh, like, you can't, like, you stay in the hotel. Like, dude, yeah. think about how much of a vibe it would be to just be in your hotel room and just just see all of the different bells and whistles and then go out in the hallway and just, like, there's a droid strolling past. Yeah. Just so so what I'm hearing room. is we need to get a, we need to get a, you know, a live Coro Bloom podcast as we, you know, experience the, the I galaxy's mean, edge yo, extended I edition. I'm absolutely down, but I just might recommend we wait until I can get down there and get work in there, hopefully. Cause like, I mean, yeah. Financially, I don't get, think I'm ready to I want you to know, if you start working there, we're doing that. We're doing that oh. annually. Oh, oh, I got you. Bi-monthly, even. I've got you. Now, which which bi-monthly? Like twice a month or every other month? No. Okay. Bi-weekly, twice a week. Oh, twice a week. Okay. And we just live Hey, you know I've got love for the co-rose. Hey, you know I got love for the co-rose bloom squad. But, like, I got family. I'm going to have, like, limited tickets. So, like, hey, we're going to have to (laughs) – Fine, we yeah, won't yeah, do fine. twice a week. We won't just live there, Kyler. Fine. God. But no, man, that experience, so selfish. that experience is going to be legit, dude. It's yeah. going to be so crazy. I saw a video about it, and I was like, this is insane. This sounds like a ton of fun and also like a ton of work to do on a vacation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of the idea, but... Yeah, you know, I think if you want to go. You'll you'll if you want to go, you'll enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you want to go, you're a Star Wars fan. Like there's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. And that's not a casual thing. You don't just go casually do that. Yeah, which would be cool because there's not because that's all. Is it that's is that that's at Disney? That's Orlando slash land. Right, that's world. So Orlando. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's the thing. It's supposed to be like a supplemental thing. Like you don't stay in that hotel for a week because financially and just also like, just I. That's a lot. Like to stay just financially. Oh yeah. Also like just that. Just being in there seven days. Like that's just a lot of just lot. You know. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. So so they've they've designed it to where it's like a short stay thing, where it's like you come in, you stay one to two nights, and you get that experience, build off of it in the park a day or two, and that's you round out everything yeah. and feel like that you just... totally immerse yourself in the Star Wars stuff. So that's why, like, you'll probably see that hotel. It's not that big for one. It's it's going to be a little smaller just because they don't need tons and tons of rooms in that hotel. Yeah. Just, but. It's going to be pretty cool because it'll be something that if it's just you want to you're a Star Wars fan and that's all you're wanting, it's going to be really easy, maybe not financially, but really easy just like in terms of time-wise. Like that's a 2-day trip if yeah. you're just going for Star Wars. You know, you stay in the hotel and you go to the park and you get your experience, you finish it and that's it. All right, we'll get to the episode now. Sorry. You Miles, that's on you, bro. You just you I, you, roll, I you rolled me right into that. Hey, no, it's it's all relevant when it's Star Wars, and I can't yeah. tell if Tillman's up in the corner here. Uh, if he is, I'd like him to say, his, "Oh, there he is. Yes, he is." Okay, Till, I want your thoughts. I want your thoughts on the uh, on the Bad Batch episode. Where are they? Well, like you guys said, you know, okay, very Star Wars esque with this episode, just because, um, you know, it's just like, you know, I have, you know. An informant, or, you know, I may have a lead, and then some random Star Wars character who I've never met um, <laughs> before. And so I was kind of like, you know, okay, I'm just going along with it, but you know what? I like, once I said, you know, I just like, I'm loving the the um, idea of, you know, like I said, this group of clones, and like, well, how do we make this exciting? How do we make this interesting? And then, oh, they, you know, they're helping out with like a bounty, you know, and then it ties to, Job of the Hud and you know his right hand man and I was like oh okay and I was like look at this I was like look at this. just making connections all over the place it's just fun to see the connections that you make with the TV shows Absolutely. and the cartoons and to the movies and whatnot um, but also I just I love this pattern we have of you know this character development with Omega as well just of you know it's it's a pattern of oh my gosh we gotta go save Omega. Oh my gosh. Omega saved me. Oh my gosh. Omega (laughs) saved us. Oh my gosh. Where's Omega? Oh my gosh. She's been kidnapped. Oh my gosh. Next episode. 
Omega's showing, you know, her development and how she's part of the team and how she is useful. And she's not just a liability and that pattern is continuing out. And it's just fun to see how she develops and how she, you know, does her part. She was like, I wasn't, you know, doing whatever. I was unlocking. Da, da, da. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. We need to warn Omega that she's going to get kidnapped. Sniping. Actually, Omega's well, standing on that ledge right there. Actually, Omega has kidnapped the entire enemy fleet. Oh, holy shit. Wow. Like, keep like it that. Was, holy shit, Omega is pulling a Holdo maneuver on the Empire. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, if, if Omega was going up against Anakin, based on what I've seen, there's a 50-50 chance that she could have saved the entire... She could have, you know, saved the she whole... Could have ended, she could have ended, Yo. the, you know, the, the Order 66 all on her own. Exactly. I got I got a question, guys. I was watching Rogue One the other day. Jen's filing through those files, you know, all the all the the stuff where she finds Stardust and War Mantle and stuff. One of those one of those project names was Mark Omega. Now, I mean, this is a good time after Rogue One's a good time after the Bad Batch, but is there a chance that I mean the Empire is looking for Omega and it's like the center of a big project down the line? Like what I'm still so fascinated to see what Omega's Or do you think it is just them trying to pick up or continue whatever they were experimenting when they with whatever Omega was you know what I mean? I don't I don't know. There's 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 like any number of directions we can go and that's so far after the fact that it's yes. like it probably means nothing. But you know, it's like nope. what if it does? See, this is the problem. I feel I never feel like they uh the shows are just they're always so close but just not close enough either yeah. to the movies. I'm you know, I'm going to go there's, with There's just too much time for there to be too much ambiguity, you know what I mean? It's just there's yeah. just enough to just fuck with your head so much where it's like, "Ugh, I don't know if this is possible. I can infer that it's probably like there's a chance, but I can't like you can't get confirmation unless you're going to get Yeah, like Omega is like a word they would definitely use in Star Wars just as like a project name. Right. Yeah. So it's like it could mean absolutely nothing, but also there's a character from the early days of the Empire, and they've already taken from that very line of dialogue. Why wouldn't they be taking from that very line of dialogue for something else in the show? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, I mean, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The war. But like how you such. spoke of, yeah, kind of like you spoke of, the, like you said, you know, the, a word that's used in the, you know, in the movies and in the shows, you know, something that you know they would just use. So like I said, you know, like I mean, like you said, like like with Jedi. That was weird. We but, had a little bit of echo. We're cool, though. Yes. Like with Jedi, you know, I thought Jedi was the same thing throughout, you know, the whole Star Wars universe. But then when Rey called herself a Jedi, I was like, okay, well, apparently she's sometimes a different Jedi because she sucks ass. So <laughs> maybe it's a different Omega. You know, it's not the same Omega. <laughs> just, just a slander coming from Tillman. Just Ray, to Skywalker. skip right over that. We're I'm going to say. Ray at a different date. I folks with Ray. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Talk more. No. Like Where are you, bitch? I'm in front of you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just to skip right over that. Um, I don't think it's applicable. I because I, ref- I refuse to believe that uh, that they're the same omegas. Because I'm convinced that the. I don't think the Empire's after her right now. I'm convinced it's the the. Uh, Kaminoans. Yeah, the Kaminoans that are going after her. And I don't I'm think that I think I think the Empire doesn't give a fuck what the Kaminoans do anymore until the Kaminoans try and, you know, pull some shit. I think they're just like, go yeah, fuck okay. yourself. We're done with your clones. We're gonna use your clones for the next for the next six months to train our uh to train our soldiers, and then as soon as we have a we have a new army trained, we're cutting ties and we're just gonna, you know, get rid of the clones. Stop paying you guys, and we're just going to move on. And that's why I think the Kaminoans are trying to do some, trying to find some shit, and that might play into it. But I don't think it's gonna. I don't. I don't think the Empire is ever going to care about what. Okay, but the also, were don't you think do. it's entirely in the realm of possibility that we know that Tarkin thinks that Crosshair is at the very least resourceful or a good asset to have. So that's the Empire thinking something positive of the, something the Kaminoans are loosely responsible for at least. 
And if the Kaminoans are looking for Omega, don't you think if the Empire is already interested in Crosshair, we know Omega is becoming more and more resourceful and showing that she obviously has some sort of enhanced She's some. She's got something. Something. Well, I also don't. You think that something. that could catch the eye? Of the I want to point out something. We I, saw I, this I episode. So. I also want to point something out just to lend to the Omega thing. Just throughout this episode, we saw her pick up a bow. Right. I want. I want to think back to the uh, the characters who we've seen with a bow recently. We saw Janna, who had a force tie. Janna. In the Rise of Skywalker. She put her blaster down. And she was a part of a stormtrooper battalion who fled on Endor. Okay. Yeah, she had a force tie. We saw Chira Imwe with a weird energy bow. Another force tie with the I'm one with the force, the force is with me. I'm one with the force, the force is with me. And then, I mean, we've seen Night Sisters with a bunch of bows. All of these have... Very, very specific force ties. It is interesting to see, you know, another character with a bow coming up who has these. We have these suspicions about. I don't know. Yeah, but we did all. We did see all these asshole slavers use bows as well, and they're not. They don't have any force ties. But, but very like true. I said, very I mean, true. Miles. I don't know if it's totally. Oh no! I it's definitely within the realm of possibility. I just don't want it to happen. You guys ready yeah. to jump into the scene by scene breakdown of Bad Batch episode five Rampage? Yes, sir. No. Let's get it. Talk about these. Maybe we talk ties. about some other stuff for a while. We'll wait for you, Miles. Okay. Uh, I want to hear these force ties. All right, I'm I'm ready now. We can start. All right, Bad Batch bitches number five Rampage. So we open on the crew in hyperspace. You know where Tech is fitting Omega for uh, Crosshair's old comm device, and uh, you know she speaks into it. She's like, Echo, where are you? And uh, you know. He's right behind her, and he's like, "That's that's not a fucking toy, Omega." And she speaks into the com again. Copy that. Yeah, she uh, does. She does the thing that every single one of us would do if given a com device like this. One hundred percent. I'd be like, "Hey, asshole, where you at?" Boy, boy, Echo, boy, dickhead, boy, dickhead, yeah. Because honestly, you know, even at our age, if somebody were to say, if you saw someone a walkie-talkie, we're like. Can I talk through the walkie-talkie, you know? Like, <laughs> hey, can I see that Can I see that walkie-talkie real quick? Hey, uh, assholes. <laughs> yeah, so, like, yeah, we would all do the same thing with the calm. It's just, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a kid-ass thing to do and yeah. even not a kid-ass thing to do. It's a, well, yeah. Star Wars comm link. Uh, I'm disappointed she didn't just immediately just go Roger, Roger into it and see if they all just started, like, tweaking. <laughs> Roger, Roger. They just they you just see their eyes glaze over as they have like war flashbacks. <laughs> oh god. That's terrible. But you know. Omega then asks the group why they're going to Ord Mantel when their plan has been to lay low. And you know, Hunter tells her that there's a bounty hunter after her and they need to find out why. And the Echo chimes in that he has an informant from the days of the Republic, one the Jedi trusted, and Tech, being the smart ass that he is, goes, Oh, the Jedi, who are all dead. Too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Like, but, but little does he know they're not. Too little soon. does he know Too they're soon. not all dead. Too soon. <laughs> that's a really fresh joke. If any of them had worked yeah. worked a lot closer with the Jedi, that'd have been that'd have been. Dangerous. Well, and actually, I do kind of like that it's a, uh, it's Echo. You said it was Echo that had that knew the. That knew the, the knew the informant. And, yeah, I, and I liked that it was Echo. It wasn't like Hunter, like, oh, I know some informant, because none of the Bad Batch are going to you know, have worked with any Jedi close enough that they're going to know any informants. But Echo's yeah, actually worked close enough with the Jedi that he would know the informants. Yeah, it's it's it, and that's one of the reasons I love Echo's addition to this, this group. He does have that really, really strong tie to the Republic, to to the days of the Clone mm. Wars and that he, he was throughout the Clone Wars a great character and a great clone and stuff. So it's it's just fun to it's fun to have him as a part of the And then they killed him and then they brought him back. Exactly. But you know, Echo retorts uh and he's like, Is does anybody else have a fucking better option then? And after a moment moment of silence, Omega comes over in the comms again. He has a point. And they all look to her without a word, kind of like, Are you fucking serious? And she goes, Right, not a toy. <laughs> and uh but, you know, they make planet fall on Ord Mantell. And uh, this is a real Star Wars-ass place. You know what I'm saying? Like, they showed the whole they showed the whole city area. 
What is fascinating is that Ord Mantell is said to be a hub for the Black Sun Crime Syndicate, which means we could be getting the continuation of that mall storyline here in the Bad Batch because he is the leader, I believe, of the Shadow Collective, the rival to the Black Sun crime family. And it's it's probably sensible to say that the Black Sun is right is, you know, running the uh slave trade here on Ord Mantel, given that they are the uh crime syndicate that runs the planet. So it would be interesting to see if that ever comes into play, you know? Uh, Maul's Maul's crime syndicate ties. I don't I don't know that it will. Maybe that's a maybe that's a different season type of thing. You don't want to kick it off with introducing Maul into the fold already. But you know, we're already back in this this space, and a lot of people have been asking for Maul's story there. I wouldn't be surprised to see him oh, pop up as God. a potential that villain would be in the awesome. for this or an antagonist yeah. for this. Or It'd be perfect. it could even be he could not pop up as a villain. He could pop up as a potential ally. He could. You never yeah. know with Maul. He could pop up uh, to, you know, be. I, I, some I, I got to think that if he popped up, it would be with some fascination with Omega too, which would be dope. Oh, see, I was thinking he could even pop up in that, like they in the, like you know, because she says, you know, you need ally, you need friends, and you need money. And in their search for friends and money, he pops up as a source for both because you know he is a powerful person, being the I head hope. of the of the crime group, and also probably has a lot of money. <laughs> Absolutely, especially at at this very moment. But you know they. They land their ship, and uh, on their way through these streets, Hunter asks Omega if she remembers the rules. She recites them back, don't want her off, keep my eyes and ears on my surroundings, and trust no one but my squad. And uh, they arrive to that hole in the wall, and they find themselves in a cute little bar. They scan the area for a being known as Sid. And uh, Hunter asks which person in this joint is Sid. And Echo tells Bro, him he's not actually sure. He's only ever heard of Sid, not seen him. Is the fact that they were like, hey, you know Sid... And there were that Sid is like nah, and they're like, well, that's all we can do. I guess we're just fucked <laughs> exactly. now. Yeah, no, that, they're that was like, oh, they were ready like, to give up. They were ready to leave. Well, that was. Right, I guess we'll go Echo, to a different and planet. Like, Echo was like, yeah, I knew. Echo and then like, Omega I knew other informants, like, yeah, but I didn't know where right to find like, any yeah. of the other ones. It's like, uh, uh, yeah. Like y'all are fucking dumb. No fucking man. shit, I'm sick. just like that. <laughs> but it is funny when Echo says, "You know, I haven't actually seen Sid. I've only ever heard of Sid." Tech lets him know how big of a fucking dumbass he is, right quick, and it's like that would have been information to tell us. Before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, they ask the person who we would come to know as Sid. Uh, you know, do you know Sid? She goes, "No, fuck off." Uh. And, you know, they're all arguing over, like, what they're going to do next. Echo's like, well, darn, that was the only person I knew how to find. Darn, Ah, all out of options. We heard a single no, and I no longer can do anything. Let's just give up. Omega walks up to her. She's like, y'all, Sid. And, uh, you know, she's like, you're smart. You're you're smarter than your friends over there. That's for fucking sure. And, uh, And, you know, they're ready to give up. But then she's like, she comes over the comm. She says, I found Sid. They look up and she points to, you know, yeah. Sid. Also fucking hilarious because she did, the, the last line from her before that, you know, regarding the calm thing was, all right, not a toy. And she's, you know, five feet away from him and goes, I found Sid. <laughs> no, she earned. Also yeah. hilarious how, um, you know, once <laughs> it's like she said no and then just found pleasure in making them feel stupid and it was satisfied because once she goes, oh, yeah. And then he's like, She's like, yeah, that's me. Like, like she didn't even try to like play it out as like still as like, no, no, no. And she was like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, they look. She was like, because this kid figured it out. I'll let it slide. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. But you know, back back in Sid's office, she explains she had a she had a good relationship with the Jedi. But you know, since they're all dead, that sort of demand for her services has declined. And uh, nearby, Omega reaches for a weapon sitting in her office. And I'm like, God damn, Omega, you just got busy fucking hands. Keep your hands to yourself. I mean, shit. Some things are not yours to keep. <laughs> but, you know, uh, but it, it goes to show that 
she learned something from Fennec last episode. Sometimes it's good to steal things from people. I don't know. I take that as a she. Mm-hmm. I took that as she wanted to take that weapon, and she thought it'd be fun. What if Crosshair? And I know he's not in this episode. What if you know she's really handsy with these guns and actually a really good shot? What if she is a modified clone of him because he is a superior uh, bad batch? Uh, the bad batch. He is a like a superior clone, just like with what? His... What if we're what if we're seeing, you know, Crosshair here, or not Crosshair Omega, as a you know, a mix of all of them. You know, we've seen I, I we've seen bits that. and pieces. Yeah, it. she's not very strong though, so I don't know how Wrecker plays into that. Wrecker might not play into that, but she's, she's smart stupid at times. Though, uh, yeah, I was gonna say she is stupid at times though, so maybe that's where the Wrecker comes. <laughs> Yeah, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. But, you know, uh, she reaches for the weapon and Echo grabs her hand and, like, kind of, like, holds back a smile like, Jesus Christ, kid, are you for real? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, the Bad Batch and Sade go back and forth for a moment when she tells them to cut the shit and tell her what they want. And Echo approaches and brings up a hologram of Fennec Shand. And he asks if uh, she can find out who hired her. And, uh... Sid tells him it'll come at a cost, and when they look at, they look all confused. She says, "She goes, are you fresh out of the tube?" Which I thought was a funny way to be like, "Damn, y'all were just born, and you're clones." Yeah, it's it's a great fucking insult for clones. Yeah, it's just are it's, you fresh out of the tube? Can't be used against anyone else, but excellent for clones. Excellent for clones, but you know, she says they pull a job for her, but she gives them the info. That's how this mercenary thing works, and. uh I, none of them like that. None of them like being called mercenary, except yeah. except Wrecker, who doesn't think about it. You know, like, yeah. Hunter is like a little like eek. Echo really doesn't fucking like it, and you can see how much it bothers him throughout the episode. Uh, and Tech doesn't really comment either. But Hunter and Echo, you can really, really tell they're not really down with it. And even Echo right now questions mercenary, and Sid just continues to shit on them. She's like, "Not too quick, are you? The kid's the brains of the operation, I see." And, in the background, Wrecker and Omega share a high five, which I thought was fucking adorable. <laughs> I loved it. It just little he he sticks his hand out and she just like gives it a yeah. I'm like, oh that was so cute. He's just he's just good old Uncle Wrecker, you know what I'm saying? But uh Hunter sighs, like, fuck, can't believe we're still doing this shit and asks what the job is, and she tells him they have to rescue a kid named Moochie, taken slave by Zagarians. And Wrecker asks, who gets the bounty? And Sid says, oh, look, it speaks. And uh, then she explains it'll be 70-30, her favorite. And Wrecker doesn't need any more information. He agrees to the job for the entire team. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're completely down. And Hunter's like, well, I guess we have a fucking deal, apparently. And uh, so they make their way out of the office. They're in search of Moochie now. Uh, back on the ship, real, real scared, guys. Real fucking scared. Wrecker's head hurts. For no reason. Yeah, oh, no, dude. I wish I don't. Uh, it keeps me like mad. They keep dragging. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They keep dragging it on, and I hate it. It makes me feel worse and worse every time. Yeah, I, I really hope this is just a like a, a red herring that they're pu- that they're putting in there to just continue to make yeah. me be like, what the fuck is going on with his head? They Why does he keep to, saying his head hurts? They I hope it's that. With it. See, but I'm hoping that it just in in the end is is nothing, and he just has like a concussion, and there's nothing wrong with him. Because yeah. I don't want I don't want the fucking scene where he just there. You know, there's a tense situation with Crosshair, and Crosshair's you know about to do something, and you just hear out a record, "Good soldiers follow orders," and just fucking goes to town on him or some shit like that. I just don't want that scene. Out of orders. But no, we need that. We need, we know, we need everything's, you know, cool. You know, it's just crosshairs. The one thing, you know, everybody's like, okay, that's the fault. That's the fault in the system. But no, we need it. We need the fire and the sparks. I mean, yes, they're dragging it on us. They're throwing it in our face. You know, there's kids. No, I don't, I want, I want as little conflict as possible. No, I need all the smoke. I need all the smoke. The kids are watching the show, and they, they're they not catching this like we are. Little Billy is not catching this at home right now. But when it happens, he's going to be like, oh, my gosh. And we're going to be like, yep, we knew it. We knew it was coming. But it'll yeah, make you it. Know what Billy, you know what little Billy did catch? That Sharon was the power broker. Sharon's <laughs> not the power broker. We've been over this. Oh, damn it. After, after, Hunter, after Hunter questions Wrecker a little bit, he's like, hey, are you okay? He checks in on him. 
Becker's like, yeah, yeah, it's nothing, you know. And you know they they move on, they go on with their their day. That never comes up again. But you know, Wrecker's head hurts. Uh, again, and Tech breaks down the situation. You know, he talks about the Zygerian slave traders for a moment, and Omega asks, "What's a slave trader?" And you know, she's told they sell people for credits, and Omega is just wildly confused by this notion. She's like, "You can sell people." And Echo explains further to her, and all right, Echo here he takes a very anti-slavery stance. He said it's not it's not right, and we're going to keep it from happening to that kid. And Tech chimes in, and plus we get some fucking money out of the shit, so that's great. Am I getting feedback from somebody? It's from Kyler. Oh, awesome! That's great. I think it's just like the angle of your cord because it's like 50-50. Sometimes it happens. Some, majority of the time it doesn't, but every once yeah. in a while. See, I'm not getting it now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're chilling. But, you so know, just don't move again. Tech times in. He's like, plus we get some fucking credits out of this. So that's that's always good. And Echo's like, yeah, that too. He's not very not very hype on the getting credits out of saving that people. Really, that really made me think of the scene from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when he's like, no, because we, when, when Gamora's like, we do it because it's right. And he's like, and we'll get some cheddar cheese at the end of this. And he was like, bingo. Bingo. Yeah. It's uh, echoes like, yeah, that too. Yeah. Like we'll, we'll also get that. And he seems very morally shaken about this uh, conundrum that they have gotten their hands on. And Omega speaks to her clone trooper doll. She says, don't worry, Moochie. We'll rescue you. And, uh, you know, they land. And they make their way off the ship, whip out the binocs, and look at what they're dealing with. They spot one child in slavery, and Omega says, poor Moochie, she looks scared. <laughs> Tech breaks down the defenses they've got down there, and that it shouldn't be mad difficult. Wrecker notes that it should be a simple smash and grab, they, and they'll be out of there, quick. It'll be nice and easy. But Hunter sends Omega back to the ship. She's like, what? And he's like, nope, that's an order. She's not. She's not satisfied, but she accepts it. And they head off on their mission. You know, Hunter tells Echo to take a watch up high, Wrecker to draw out the Zygerian forces, and him and Tech will get the hostages. And uh, they go for their respective plans. And as Echo climbs, we see a, 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 a what a creature named a Brazak climbing behind it. Behind that it. thing was badass. It was very cool. Yeah, I fucked with that. It was very cool. But, you know, he hears the Brazak growl behind him, and he is swiftly knocked from, knocked from his post. Uh, their position is given away by the chaos here, and everyone is taken captive. Uh, very quickly. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that plan went to shit fast. Uh, but back in Sid's office, we see this hologram speaking hut tees. And I saw those fingers, and I was like, oh, God, this is mm-hmm. best Bib Fortuna. <laughs> she tells him to assure his employer he will be reunited with Moochie soon. And Fortuna offers back a threat in Hutties, and Sid tells him, hey, there's no need to worry. You know, she's got her best people on it, and we just saw her best people get captured. But, you know, we cut back to the well, Bad Batch shuttle. But, Colton, we oh, know God. her best people Her best people aren't the Bad Batch as a group. Her best people is Omega. True. We've already True. established that. All, she, she only cares about Omega as she – whenever, you know, they asked her, and she said, no, I'm not, I'm not Sid. Yeah, I am, that might, obviously. That might what actually be the about? point of this line. <laughs> That might actually be the point of this line is that this entire episode, she said, you know. Yeah, I have my best people the smartest, on it. And and she I saves mean, everyone. Yeah, I have a smart person and then four dumbasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we, we see Omega on the shuttle making her clone trooper doll into a Bad Batch trooper, which was cute. And uh, we see Zygerians approaching the ship and Omega hides. And uh, as one gets increasingly closer, she is forced to sneak through the bottom of the ship and hide behind a uh, nearby rock, and she's not found, and she takes to her comms to notify the team. Uh, they don't respond, and uh, she fo- she looks through the binoculars and finds that, you know, they've all been taken captive, and she's like, shit, I guess I gotta do this up on my own again. Uh, but on the ground, Wrecker is messing with the electric shock caller, saying, you know, it's getting looser, and then immediately after, he is promptly shocked, and Echo turns to him and threatens him. He's like, if you do that one more time, you'll be in. And he gets he gets his shit rocked, too. Nice little zappy zap. Uh, nearby, the child is terrified, you know, and Wrecker, Wrecker tries to, you know, co- comfort. You know, and says, don't worry, Moochie. We're the cavalry. We're, we're here, you know. 
And Hunter asks if Tech Hunter asks Tech what the odds are out of this, and he lets them know he's not sure. And Wrecker's like, "Well, so much for being fucking smart." You know what I'm saying? And you know, he's like, "Well, first of all, guy, this isn't a standard military option. So what the fuck? What the fuck am I gonna? I, all I've done is standard military operation. You know, we, we've never done this type of job where we've saved one person from slavery. I have no, I have no data to run it against. What the fuck do you want me to do?" And, you know, I he has a point. And we see the limitations, not the limitations, but, like, just how far their abilities go, you know? Tech's, Tech's reached a point here where he's like, it doesn't matter how fucking enhanced I am for how smart I am and how much data I can run. I don't have any data regarding this. And maybe they run into more situations like that given the Empire has taken over. You know, Hunter, Hunter says they need to signal Omega, and Echo's like, well, we're not going to be able to signal Omega Without our fucking comms. They fucking took our comms. What the fuck are we supposed to do? But, you know, tech. Handy dandy tech just, like, looks up. Looks up. And look look at what he sees. Look at what he sees. It's it's Omega. Omega's overhead. And they're like, oh, it turns out we don't need no comms to signal Omega. Because da-da-da. Omega's here. She gives them a little cute wave. It's it's fun. It's, it's Omega-like. But, you know, the leader of the Zygerians walks out. And he's not so fun or Omega-like at all. And uh, he's excited. You know, he's in he's in a really, really chipper mood about these four new slaves he's got that are going to fetch him a top dollar at the uh, at the auction. Uh, and Echo yells to him, you know, the, Re- the Republic outlawed slavery. To which he retorts, this ain't the Republic anymore. Fuck you mean. And, and you know, Echo, Echo, Echo signals Omega. He's like, fuck this. Get me in my gear. Get me my gear. You know, that's that's basically what he said. But disguised it, he coded it a little bit so that they didn't so much get that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, Echo or Omega makes her way over to the gear, but she accidentally kicks a little rock. She kicks a rock and makes a big noise, and it draws all their attention to where she's at. She hides, thankfully, but they're not looking away. Therefore, Wrecker has to kick a big-ass rock at somebody and knock him down. I mean, like like Wrecker is wont to do. Uh, it... it Gets their focus back to the Bad Batch, and Omega continues on her move. And uh, the leader explains that under the Empire, their operation will flourish once again. And Omega finds her distraction. You know, she finds a big-ass cage. She's like, yeah, I'm going to do this shit. And she's caught by a Zygerian. She reveals, you know, yeah, you may have caught me, but I unlocked that shit. And out comes a baby Rancor. And I was like... Fuck yeah. This is such a dope-ass tie to the original trilogy. Okay, so did you know right then and there that that was going to be who they were supposed to be getting? I, I had a suspicion, especially... I did too. Fortuna. Okay, if without Fortuna, it wouldn't have ever clicked with me, but once me I had too. seen Fortuna and then you see the Rancor, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, yeah, that's absolutely. what's going to happen, isn't it? I'm, I'm, I was 100% with you, and I, I, I love this tie. And I don't think this is the same Rancor that, you know, we see Luke Skywalker kill. Yeah, I don't think it is either. But it's kind of interesting to see that they, like, just seek these things out. Like, they want an abundance of them. They, they want – well, because you know what happens if someone well, does well, eat the Rancor. Right, right. right. And who knows? Maybe Moochie is like, like – But I feel maybe like Mucci's Luke – but Maybe I feel like Luke is like the only one that could have beaten one. So I feel like yeah, unless yeah. these things have a very sh- short lifespan, which I feel like in the sense of captivity they're kept in, it probably is the case. Um, but they but, get they get fully grown. Yeah, my they thing do is get that, a lot of nourishment as well. My guess is that Moochie is the mother of the Rancor we see Luke Skywalker kill. Yeah, I could see something like that for sure. I'd be willing to bet that that might be the case. But, you know. This Rancor goes on a fucking rampage, and it's the distra- it's the distraction they needed. Uh, Wrecker breaks everyone loose, and they go free the kid and everyone else. And the captive Falleen, that's the, uh, the, the green and blue species that was in captivity, explained that the kid here is not Moochie. The Rancor is Moochie. And they realize this job is much harder than they'd initially thought. And uh, But, you know, they're up for the challenge. Hunter's like, we got to get it, so we have no other option. We, we gotta go. Also, this right here, like we had kind of talked earlier about how this felt very Star Wars, the whole you scratch my back, I scratch yours. This also feels very Star Wars in the, oh, you just want us to go to go save someone? 
oh, that's no big deal. We'll go, we'll go do that real quick. And then you get there and they're like, all right, so you just fucking lied to me. You, you oh, said I, it was a kid. You didn't tell me it was a fucking Rancor kid. Oh, <laughs> and it's just and, that. I, I mean, I, that I can't feels... help but think back. I can't help but think back to Mandalorian season one, episode one. I think I'm looking for yeah. a 50 year old. Turns out I'm looking for a fucking baby. Yeah. Like it, it feels very Star Wars in the, like, we're going to tell you 75% of, of the what truth. you need to do, of the truth. But that 25% drastically changes what you're doing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, you know, uh, th- they assign their jobs. Echo and Omega will take the, the, the freed peoples now back to their, uh, back to speeders to get them, get them off and running. And the others will head to Moochie and, uh, Moochie is absolutely bodying some slave traders, which you just love to see. Uh, and I like that they stand back for this part. They're like, let's let him do his thing. They're like, let's let it, let's let them fuck on these Zygerians for a second. They're, they're, they're selling people. Let's let them die at the hands of this guy real quick. But uh, you know, but then the Bad Batch and Moochie are attacked by the leader of the leader of this clan on the back of his Brazak. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. You know, riding riding in on your giant your giant pet here. That's pretty fucking pimp. Uh, it's, mean, hard to, it, it's hard to. It's hard to. Pet was cold. The pet was, pet cold, was cold too. And I, I first, sorry, my bad, Tillman. No, you're good. I was just saying his confidence as a leader too. Like the man knew that he that he was a shit too. Like he, he's like even though you know he lost, the man went in like I'm finna fuck you up. I'll five v one all of you with my pet. Oh, 100. Yeah, he was, he 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 wanted the smoke. He was like, I can take you all with with as long as I'm on the back of this boy. <laughs> as long as I'm on the back of this boy, as long. I love how much the animals add to, like, I guess the spectacle or, like, the, uh, just, like, just edge of your seat, like, excitedness. Like, yeah, I just love that how much they add to it. And I swear, like, every episode we get one, every single one. And, like, it reminds me, it, it reminds me of, like, what made every show that when I watched as a kid, like, that feeling and, like, that, like, excitement. Of, like, watching a cartoon and any, like, action happening that was just, like, oh, my God, as a kid, you're, like, nothing could ever be more interesting and exciting than this. Like, mm-hmm. that's what, like, some of these scenes do. And I swear, it's almost like every single one of them has an animal in it. It's weird that that's oh, yeah, the connection absolutely. I'm making. But, like, any of them, they're just so badass. I love how much they lean into that. And I kind of wish I could go back to being a kid to experience this not not that i don't like think i have enough kid in me now to watch this show and enjoy it because i love this show but i wish that i could go back just to experience it like as a kid well and that's what's interesting too is that like i think about how much i would have liked this as a kid but i i i could i could have watched the clone wars more when i was a kid i could have watched rebels more when i was a kid and stuff you know what i'm saying like it's I think with the current level of Star Wars knowledge we have, this it makes it even it does, more. That that is true. That is true. The way that we can like make these connections and just have this knowledge like from other things, it is pretty interesting. Because think about how many things you'd miss, like Easter egg cameo, Dave Filoni drop-ins. You'd miss all of that as a kid. So absolutely. there's there's pros and cons, but you know. Anyways. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But uh, you know. Uh, this guy on the back of his Brzezak takes out everybody and he, he knocks down the Rancor and he's ready to, to, to use his whip thing on the Rancor again. But, you know, Hunter takes him out, tackles him off the top of that bitch. And now Hunter Did, is 1v1 with this guy. Go and ahead, was, finish, was, finish. Yeah, and t- he, talk he, about it. He gets, his, he gets his arm wrapped up in that shit. And I was like, we've seen this before. <laughs> That's what we've I was going to say, dude. Iron and, Man 2. Iron Man Two is exactly yes. what I thought of. Whiplash yeah. and, and at the at the Grand Prix in Monaco. Every mm-hmm. fucking as soon as Iron I saw Man, it, Iron he started tucking under it and just weaving that shit around his arm, and then he just beat the fuck out of that dude. And I was like, "Yo, this is straight Iron Man Two, and I fucking love it." The you mutual know, respect between Dave Filoni and John Favreau is just beautiful. It's gorgeous. Those it's two gorgeous. men, those two men need to just constantly be attached at the hip just to see the greatness that could be fucking created. It could be outstanding and it is outstanding, but you know, Hunter slowly pulls him in closer. Uh and he's in pain. You can hear him groaning and stuff as he's he's getting wrapped up in this thing and he disarms the guy and beats the shit out of him very quick after he has lost his weapon and his pet, you know. 
But uh, Echo and Omega lead the group lead the group back through some fire, and Omega finds herself a dope ass bow to use. She keeps that shit. She's like, I wanted this earlier. I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Uh, and the Brazilian ground continues. It just continues to chase Moochie, and until he until Moochie gets a hold of this guy's tail, it looks like the Brazak is going to win. But then Moochie really bitches this boy, just swinging him back and forth. It's really Hulk versus Loki in this bitch. Mm-hmm. Like we just we just getting all these Marvel. I'm disappointed. We I really thought whenever he like started picking the the flying thing up, I was real. I really thought we were going to get that like back and forth. Yeah. That we got versus the Hulk and Loki, and we only got like the like flop up and down, and I was a yeah. little disappointed, but still happy. Yeah, you know, it is it is what it is. No, it I is. loved this. It felt like it reminded me of like Kong and Godzilla, like just the just the like in a much smaller, smaller scale, but, yeah. but beautiful in its own way as well. Like just it was awesome. It was Star that. Wars Kong versus Godzilla. It was. It, it truly was. But you know, Wrecker. Asks how they're like, you know, supposed to slow this fucking rancor down after he's bodied this Brzak. And uh, until he, you know, tech informs him, they adhere to a social hierarchy. You need to assert your fucking dominance. You need to fight this guy, basically. He'll respect you. And uh, Wrecker goes head on. He's like, that I can fucking do, you know. And... uh they they get they get a nice wrestling match going, you know, real no hold barred stuff. It goes back and forth for quite a bit. Uh, Wrecker's really holding his own against a Rancor, baby Rancor. Okay, is that how you interpret that? Because I have a different feeling about it. You think you think Wrecker was getting bodied? I, I worry more so that it is Wrecker. Did you even notice how they commented on how it's taking him longer than usual? I didn't interpret that as much as the Rancor is popping off and, like, he's really like that. I'm interpreting more like Wrecker is slowly, like, regressing, like, something's wrong with him. Like, the problem oh. with his head is it's getting to him. That it's makes more him. sense. That, that's See, my, that's I, what I, just I gave, took from it. So I what I took I, from it, what I took from it is that a grown Rancor can fight Luke Skywalker and lose. Therefore, a baby Rancor gives Wrecker the shit because it just shows how much more powerful Luke Skywalker is than Wrecker. Uh, I mean, you know and, and that's entirely possible. I could be wrong, but I just thought it was funny that they commented on it, and it wasn't like commenting like... It didn't seem as if it was like, oh, the Rancor is getting him like that. It was more like the way they said it was like, I don't know, something seems off. Like, something's not right. Yeah. I was thinking so, maybe his, his head was affecting him, but I took it as like a... Like a look at this guy oh, can't even like fight, can't even fight of... off a baby okay. rank. So we have three entirely wuss. different theories. Yeah, I about took what it as like how this went. Like, so yeah, I took Tillman, it as them Tillman, you got your own. Shit. Tillman, you got oh, your no, own yeah, thing. I did not even. I didn't even catch the. I didn't. I didn't catch like um, like oh my gosh, like, he's like like not like getting worse or something. I I just took it as. Yeah, it's a, a a beast that he's literally fighting, and it's just like draining. <laughs> so it was okay, much, it was so so than... then maybe yeah, I don't know. I I just worry. Like I feel like we're gonna have to start because this what they've showed the head thing at least what last episode at least maybe even the one before. Well, that's Tyler the thing. Yeah, like to... it's it's been a few episodes. My so thing so is that... I'm thinking that like they've got to start implementing it more into the show, unless they're just gonna make this like a loose end or like something that's just insignificant, which seems dumb considering hair. considering how much they put attention to it. Well, no, that's the thing is that like I I think they are still planting seeds because we are five episodes into a 16 episode season. This is a long season. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like that's gotta be like, I just think like it's going to have to start rearing its head eventually. If it's going to keep getting like shown in these little ways, when is it going to start actually having effects on him? Perform it, whatever, any of that. Right here, he's still a fucking sweetheart. He's 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 pushing, and that's what worries me. Is it's like go go to sleep, you know, go 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 to (sighs) sleep. All right, we have one week left before Loki. Before we have one week left of only bad batch, and then in two weeks we're gonna have Loki starts next Wednesday. Yeah, we have we have a week. We have what? Twelve, not even twelve. We have like we have nine, nine days. days. Yeah, yeah. And Kyler, oh, I, I like love your, it. I, I like your theory with that, Kyler. Though, also because of the fact that you know what 
And you know, it just gets me. It gets me thinking, especially since that's like the first time you know I ever heard that it's coming from you. It's like, yeah. What if Wrecker is you know, because remember they are you know at first they were viewed as like defective clones, like they're like you know like they're they're not they weren't. You guys get what I'm saying? They're like not normal, but it's okay not yeah. to be normal. Everybody, everybody, no, it's, it's okay not to be normal. No, it's but, not. Be normal, <laughs> but. But they're not normal. Like they know they're like defective. Like not defective, but like they genetically different. So it's like yeah. what if what if that is a reason that causes them to have to return to Camino and instead of them being caught or anything, what if they have to return to Camino? Like, hey, something's wrong with Wrecker. We need you to help us figure this out. See, that's interesting. I wonder that's if that's what they turn to though. Do they turn to the Kaminoans? At this point, I'm wondering if maybe they go anywhere, they go to the rebels. Yeah, and is that well, out of I, the possibility like, either? The only the only rebel they would know exists is Saw Gerrera, though. Like the Rebel Alliance hasn't even truly started yet. It's just Saw Gerrera's band of radicals at this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, mean, like, I just think I, I like Gilman's theory there, though. Like if if one of their own is like slowly deteriorating and they see him becoming more and more like Crosshair. That's what I'm wondering if it's that, or do you think it's maybe even just more like he's losing his edge, like what makes him, like, he's not necessarily going crosshair, like maybe his attitude slash like loyalty and like, you know, his brain in that regard is good, but what if it's letting his like ability slip in the in a like sense, like physically, like his physical, yeah. So maybe that like... Maybe he's like still with it, like oh, I'm like he's still you know loyal to the Bad Batch and everything, and there's nothing wrong with or corrupt with him mentally, so he's not going crosshair in that regards. But maybe his like physical, like his enhancement, whatever, because it it's like basically super strength kind of ish. It is, yeah. So so then if that starts slipping, how does he contribute to the team? A la Bruce Banner, yeah. Some shit, I mean, yeah, Kyler, I definitely. I definitely like your theory, and I do agree. I do. Th- I, I I like the thought that uh that like that's why he was struggling so much with it. Um, but I really think that I don't think they're noticing that he's slowing down. I think they were just talking shit. That I mean, and then like yeah. with that group, that's entirely in the card. Yeah. I mean that. Yeah, but you know, he he ultimately fights it to the point where it does fall asleep before him, uh, and Omega <laughs> approaches. And he comments on how cute she is up close. And I was like, oh, Omega's just a real sweetheart. You know, she's just, she looks for all the beauty and everything. You know what I'm saying? But uh, back at Sid's office, we see a visit from Bib Fortuna himself, along with a couple of Gamorrean guards. And Sid says how honored he is to be graced by the presence of Jabba's right-hand man. And uh, Bib is looking for Moochie, you know? He's like, I need Moochie. Give me Moochie. And right on cue. Outside, we hear the roaring from Moochie. And uh, Omega rides up on his back, and it's real. It's re- on her back. It's real cute. It's real fucking cute. But Fortuna runs out, and it just so excited. He embraces Moochie. He's like Moochie, Moochie. And uh, you know, Sid approaches, and he's she's like, "Yeah, see, now give me my money." And uh, you know, Bib Bib pays Sid like 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 the crime lord he is. And Wrecker and Omega say bye to Moochie. It's real cute and stuff. They're like bye. And, you know, he says bye back in his own little rancor way. And uh, Sid tells the gang she wasn't sure they could pull this off. And Echo tells her that, you know, she could have told them it was a rancor. Uh, and she's like, yeah, I could have, but I, I forgot. Uh, and then she, you know, she tells Hunter, a.k.a. Dark and Broody, to meet her in her office. And uh, there she explains he's dealing with Fennec Shan. She's new to the scene, but is already renowned. She doesn't know who hired her but she knows she's working on a direct commission. She says to run from her, they'll need friends and money, mostly money. And Hunter says, you know, they're not swimming in either at the moment. She's like, well, it's a good thing you met me then. Uh, there's more credits in it for you if you're looking for work. And uh, as he collects his bounties on his way out, and Sid says, Sid says it's interesting, you know. With a bounty hunter like Fennec after them, they must be valuable. And it's real threatening, you know. And Hunter looks back real suspiciously, and she's like, you know, don't worry. I'm good with secrets. Now, this wording worries me, because clearly you're good with secrets. You're an informant. You have figured out how to profit off of secrets. Um, <laughs> it's just interesting, you know. She's clearly she's clearly going to double cross these guys at some point. I yes, think like it's not. You. Thank I don't you. think it's even up for 
debate. She is clearly no. going to. She's, I don't know if she's going to double cross them, but I definitely think she's going to hold this over their head to get her to conti- to get them to continue working for her at the very yeah. least. Absolutely, I'm with that too. That, yeah, that's, it's that's one of the two. She's either going to double cross them. Or they're going to have to work for her. And I, think this, I think this is clearly show that she is one of those because, you know, the whole time it's like, you know, for a price, for a price, for the right price. Yeah, or, you know, so it's like she's about yeah. her bread. She's, she's about like, her bread. Yeah, she's about her she's, bread. Yeah, she knows. Like she knows. She knows. She's like, yo, I got shit that you want. Exactly. That's worth she's something like, to you. Show me the money. Show me the money. So when she's saying, you know, your secret's safe with me, I'm over here thinking, no, it's it's not because obviously, you know, you had a secret and you told you 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 helped them out with the fact that, you know, if if they did what you asked of them, you were willing to tell them who this bounty hunter was, why she like, like yeah, try to figure out as much as you could. You know, she of course she didn't find out like why or who hired her, but so, right price. We do learn that she that Fennec Shand is working on a direct commission, which means she isn't working through a bounty hunters guild type. Yeah, so like we know if we find out who like it's simple. She's working it's, directly for yeah, somebody. It, whoever yeah, hired it, her is like I mean it's that simple. There is no like Omega. Yeah, it, they chose and they they sought well well. So what that calls to me is like they sought out Fennec Shand. Like they wanted Fennec Shand to be on this shit. And like I think that goes back to them saying she's an up and comer. Like she her name's hot on the streets right now. Like she hasn't like she has a reputation already as like somebody who gets this shit done. So like well, I want to talk about Fennec Shand for a second too. Her upcoming role with Boba Fett. Joe was talking about something the other day, and he got Fennec Shand mixed up with Episode Two's Zam Wessel, the bounty hunter who puts the that tries to oh. kill Padme at the beginning, the, sh- the shapeshifter. And as he was talking about it, I was like, "Yo, Zam Wessel was absolutely the Fennec Shand to Jango Fett." Oh, you know what I'm yeah, that is tight. Like his, like kind of like wingman, That's his like, right hand woman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yo, yeah, okay, okay. I think, and, like, they have, like, and what's also interesting is Fennec Shand was thought of for this series. Her development began for the Bad Batch, and then she oh. appeared in The Mandalorian two years before. So, <sighs> like, that shows you how long the Bad Batch has been in the cards. Like, they planned on doing this. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. Which is fucking like Phoenix Shand. Like they they wanted to make her a character in the Bad Batch. They were like, you know what? Throw throw her in the Mandalorian. Ming Na Wen is fucking awesome, <laughs> and and she fits here. Put her with Boba Fett. It's perfect. It's just it's just gold. And I love everything with Phoenix Shand. Uh, any any other thoughts on this episode? That was where we cut to black there with the uh with the whole threatening Sid lady. I just I I think the biggest takeaway I have is like. Every week I leave feeling equally, like almost equally as satisfied as I did the week before. And like, it's just so fun to watch the show. That's the best thing I can say. Like, this is fun television start from, from as soon as you click play to the freaking credits. It is just fun. Like you don't, you can't not enjoy it and not like have a good time watching the show. Like there, I've had few shows that give me as much just like pure, just like, Joy. I guess just joy, yeah, and just like childlike happiness. Like it's a nice, refreshing thing to see on TV. It's just like so fun. There was and... there, there's only been a couple other things that have made me feel this way, and it it was the Mandalorian, and then it was but the even first, then, was... but but even then, dude, Mandalorian can be freaking crushing at times, like out of yeah, nowhere, and that's and that's what sucks is like it'll come out of nowhere and hit you like a truck because you get both. And I, what I love about this show is like it doesn't do that too much. It doesn't pull the rug under you too much, which is refreshing because like that shit hurts. Sometimes I just want to be happy for like 25 minutes for multiple weeks in a row. Like that's all I'm asking. You literally took the rest of what I was going to say. So. My bad. I'm sorry. You're all good. You're all good. That's up all my thoughts. That was exactly where I was going with it. Like, and like, I was going to say the same thing for the early episodes of WandaVision. You know, early on, 
I was like, dude, I love this shit. Like, I love what I'm getting into here. I, I, I have a, I have a pure enjoyment of this shit. And then it gets really fucking sad and devastating. And you're like, yeah, oh, never like, mind. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but still, nevertheless, it was like, and that's what I love about this Star Wars Marvel television that we're going to continuously get for, it seems like here into eternity. It doesn't seem like we're ever going to get away. Yeah, holy shit. No kidding. Um, it's because it's next week, I mean, we start with Loki. Loki starts next week, which is insane. Absurd. Even, even more absurd, we'll finish Loki before we finish the Bad Batch. How many episodes is Loki? Five? Six. six. Okay. Only six? Yep. Same as Falcon and Soldier. And see, Dude, I'm I can't wait. Marvel. We have get we get Owen Wilson in the MCU. I'm so excited. I can't. You know what? Let's wait. talk let's talk Loki for the Patreon exclusive outro. Let's let's get let's get some thoughts out on what we what we're expecting and let's let's discuss it for a little bit. How do you feel about that? Dude, the trailer was electric. I haven't watched it in a long time, so there's things I've missed, and I'm sure there's a lot of deeper cut things from that that I did not take away. But I fucking am like so excited because I don't see how this show wraps up in six episodes without leaving us on some sort of cliffhanger slash ambiguous ending that tells us that Loki will be in this shit for the like for a while. You know what I mean? Like he is coming back in a movie. I have zero. Like this show is gonna tell us that. I think it's simple. There's and no there's reason the you give the guy a TV show for if you're not going to do that. And there's the, tease for, there's the tease for the Patreon exclusive. Let's call it now. Loki dies. Wrap up the episode. <laughs> episode four, Loki dies. Dude, there's two more after that. Exactly. <laughs> this has been the Penny Bloom podcast. <laughs> I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Kyler Barnett. Thank you very much, homie. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was also joined by Tillman McClooney. What's up, homie? Thank you. Always happy to fill in and talk with you guys and add um, more diversity to this podcast than there already is. We go to 50% I'm, I'm, I'm when Tillman's here. We go to 50% when Tillman's here. We're, yeah, we're, we're up 25 that's well, good. That's equal, yeah. e- that's equal representation right there. That's good. It is. It is. Uh, we were also joined by Miles motherfucking Buttress. Thank you, homie. I'm glad to do it. Love, love talking with you guys every week. And, you know, happy, I, I, you know I'd be happy to come back anytime. I, would, you be, would you be happy to come back, like, next week even? Maybe twice next week? Probably. Who knows? Yeah, I guess, Who knows? Yeah, I, I, I probably could. Yeah, yeah. I probably could. We could probably swing that. Uh, but you know, if you want, if you want forty minutes plus of exclusive content on every Bad Batch episode and eventually on every Loki episode, go to Patreon.com/slash Bloom, where you'll have so much more content from all of us, and it's it's a lot more uncut, a lot more unrated. Just we're 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 going. It's balls to the wall. It's fuck everything else. Nothing, no, nothing, nothing is uh, held back. You know, we we say all our thoughts. Say all our thoughts. But uh, follow us on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod, on Instagram at Penny Bloom Pod.